Welcome back to the Bitter Jurors podcast. We are a queer Survivor superfan podcast. My name is Sam Stanish. We are here to talk about Survivor 43, Episode 4, Show No Mercy. Um, and with me, as always, is the resident gamer of the duo, hoping he can explain to me what a gritty is. It's Derek Riding. I, what, yeah, what is that? I, I thought, wasn't that the, the, orange mascot thing that people love isn't that a gritty it's or is this something else i don't know it's it's like a gritty but it's a gritty uh and i believe it's from fortnite but that's all i know i have played fortnite but i i again i don't really know i don't think i i've won maybe once so maybe there i don't know it's outside of my wheelhouse i guess uh and we are joined by a wonderful guest and i'm not sure we understand what he is prepared to do in retaliation uh it's gabe Vergato. <laughs> in retaliation to what to 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 gritty not being a pancake i was so mad when i found out that's not something from the griddle <laughs> yeah <laughs> sorry i did not land but then it's like it's like this move right like it's like <laughs> Yeah, okay, so what I saw, the clip that was clipped was him, it looked like a Naruto run to me. I don't know what the difference is. I also just feel like we're we're hitting the same phonetic family too much. Like, I feel mm. like we were talking about Glizzies not a year ago, <laughs> now Gritty twice in the past two years. Like, come on, let's think of something else. Yeah, we need some some different vowels. Uh, multi like I don't know. Let's move beyond the two syllable. I understand it's a little catchier, but uh, let's think outside the box, people. I do miss getting slizzy or slizzard. Yeah. That's... Shout out <laughs> um Forest Movement. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Everything. I know that's like one they're like the one early 2000s act who hasn't I feel like unless maybe they've tried to like really recapture the magic um you know, maybe one day. All Cause... this just has me in a tizzy. <laughs> Getting tizzard. <laughs> um, Gabe, how are, have you been doing? What's going on? Um, what's been going on? I'm, you know, just hustling, just living, just um, trying to balance both Real Housewives of Salt Lake City and Survivor on the same night. It is so hard to be plugged into culture like this, you know? Like, they really ask a lot of us. They do. Like, two different shows really trying to capture the gay imagination at once. It's, it's a lot. I can't imagine if I was a Housewives gay, a Survivor gay, and an Abbott Elementary gay like Derek. I, I don't know how he's doing it on these Wednesdays. <laughs> I will tell you, I am remembering Survivor for sure, and then going, oh yeah, we have to watch this on Thursday. It's kind of my <laughs> mode. Hulu.com. Yeah. <laughs> Survivor should really up the ante and, um, you know, um, cast. What a beautiful pronunciation of that word! I've never, <laughs> <laughs> never it feels heard more that said that way. I love it that. It feels more accurate than what it probably like, <laughs> than what people usually say. I love that that. Maybe, maybe it's my speech, uh, my constant mumbling, really, you know, affected the vowel syllabitation. Oh, now I'm just <laughs> botching this. But I was trying to say that I think Survivor should up the ante by casting someone who is potentially going to go to jail for um, scamming old people. That's what I'm saying. I feel like, well, first of all, like Salt Lake City like starts out beautifully. Like if that didn't happen, it still would be probably pretty incredible. Like I feel like um, they knew they were onto something when someone was accused of smelling like hospital, like 
episode one. Like that's that's it's hard to you know go down from there. Um, they managed to really capture all the fun that comes with someone, yeah, scamming old people and their assistant, who shockingly I don't think is gay. I feel like every assistant on Housewives is gay, but not this one. He just is awful. I think um, we need Ellie saying that Gabler smells like hospital. <gasps> oh <Lot>. my gosh, <laughs> she would. I feel like she she's definitely in that sort of um, troublemaker shit stir moment. Um, I'm fully obsessed with her. She <laughs> she she wasn't even really in this episode or the previous episode, but every time she's on screen, my eyes are just like watching her, and like her her eyes just get so big all the time, and she just um I'm just I love her so much. <laughs> They're giving me, um, her and the Gabler are giving me, like, Bizarro, Aubrey, and Joe. Mm. <laughs> and, and then all the eye movements kind of gives me, like, Angelina. You know how, like, they're, like mm. whenever, Je- like, Jeff would, like, explain um, challenges, it should be, like, like very <laughs> expressive. Love that energy. Active listener. Mm-hmm. You can't be a good negotiator if you're not actively listening to the other person. Exactly. That's, <laughs> and we don't have to go um, to business school uh, <laughs> to learn that. <laughs> I know she schooled us all. Like I feel like I got the education on that season from her. <laughs> Survivor is Harvard Business School. Everything I learned in Harvard Business School is from Survivor. That's true. <laughs> oh man. Uh, yeah, Ellie and Gabler, a lot of fun. Baka Tribe still giving, even though they haven't been to Tribal in feels like a while, right? Two episodes. Yeah, they went the first episode and mm-hmm. then not again. Wow. It's giving um, Marianne's tribe. I forget what their names were last year. We talk about this every single episode and I never remember. That's okay. Um, Vutu, Vatu, something. Um, anyway. <laughs> sure. Uh, yeah, so I watched this episode at Gabe's amazing watch party every wednesday at at easy lover uh, in the back room so fun um it was you know i do feel like uh the, this episode didn't have as many like big old twists or like huge moments or whatever but still just so fun to watch in a big group oh yeah i i that sounds amazing i i'm sure chicago has some somewhere but i usually um just relegate to watching with my little gaggle of gays in someone's living room that's the energy honestly at these watch parties it's like <laughs> i don't think yeah it's just it's it's so fun thank you for coming coming again sam and your friends were like a delight to talk to as well i just love the the queer people that really know every tiny detail about vanuatu specifically too <laughs> <laughs> yep that's us um yeah i what i love about the watch parties is that like it's just everybody, without even talking about it, is on the exact same page about every single contestant. <laughs> we are a hive mind when we enter that room. Exactly. I mean, that's like um, for 42, we went to Bryce and Wendell's uh, viewing party that they brought to Chicago. Um, and I think there, that was a similar sort of vibe when Tori was on screen. <laughs> I think the whole, the whole place was kind of, like you said, on the same page about that. Mm. We just know as fans, you know? We're here for each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so let's talk about the episode. Uh, mm-hmm. We start right after the Vesey Tribal Council. Obviously, Noelle is like, thank you so much for keeping me. Um, and then, like, Cody talks about, like, he's upset that he had to vote NECA, but and he's, like, very, it was brutal, apparently. <laughs> sure. I, I don't think anything in Cody's life has ever been brutal. I don't believe him when he says that. 
Yeah, I'm just like, like I need, we need more, like we need more shady send-offs of contestants mm. that were definitely flop outs, you know? <laughs> exactly. I feel like, especially uh, apparently everyone is obsessed with challenge performance now. It's like, yeah, why is it really that upsetting to you that the person who like clearly was doing the worst, like is now gone? Candy Muse voice. If you don't have challenge quality. <laughs> <laughs> why are you here? Yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, I yeah. Yeah, but I was laughing also when they went to the reward challenge later. Like, nobody on the other tribes is shocked or surprised at all that Nekka's gone. They show both tribes and everyone's like, yeah, yeah that <laughs> I get that. <laughs> that makes sense. Oh, man. Yeah. But this, people uh... are, I was just because people are so concerned about tri uh, tribe strength because there are no swaps. Like, they, I, I was just, I was, while rewatching this episode, I was just like, it would be great if there was a swap next episode. I'm getting a little tired of this little uh, these combos. Would love to see new people communicating. Well, well, and like as you guys were, I think briefly mentioned, like with Marianne's tribe last season, it's almost like interesting because I feel like for certain tribes, when they cut like the two maybe challenge underperformers out, and it's like then other tribes have to then bench two people. It's like if you have a core four of strong challenge people, it's like then you can then maybe like power your way through to, to merge. But anyways. <laughs> yeah, I don't, we'll see. I hope it would be really nice if we got to like an even four, four, four split like last season. Cause that obviously made the merge very fun. Um, but your memory is incredible. <laughs> <laughs> I just remember because I remember being pissed that I was like, this is, I'm pretty sure the first time ever that like th a three tribe, uh, season went in like even into a merge and of course it wasn't actually a merge and they had to just like throw that shit out the window um, but I don't know we'll see I would love if maybe there's a surprise swap but from the preview it does not look like it at all um, yeah I, I want I just want to try I just want two tribes again honestly uh, yeah that's true too we haven't seen I mean I guess since Win winners at war we haven't seen a two tribe format in any iteration like not even swap wise like yeah like I agree that. I and I mean I think that if I I just would imagine if they did an all-star season it was it would be 20 people two tribes and I guess that's my next hope that cuz I I mean I I forget what the season I looked definitely looked at the season 44 cast but I don't remember if the tribe things came out I don't remember but I just assume it's another three tribe season hoping that we get i just two tribes is fun too i don't know why we can't switch things up like if we're gonna i like i, I felt this way about the final too also like wouldn't it be weirder to give you more <laughs> options or like they have to prepare for more things if they don't know whether it's going to be a final three or a final two or like i don't know just like just flip it up they don't they aren't they don't know Jeff's always like, with these tiny tribes, there's nowhere to hide. I'm like, that's the point, Jeff. You want, <laughs> we want the under the radar girlies to hide for a bit. Yeah, we need them to stay. I mean, honestly, like, um, bigger tribes do allow people to, like, different play styles to flourish. Like, some tribes, they do still go for, like, people that aren't, like, amazing at challenges. But also, like, in these bigger tribes, there's more room for, like, silly things to happen. Like, multiple groups to form. Um... I don't know. I don't think I would, I, I never imagined I would be arguing in favor of larger tribes. I feel like usually we're pretty down on the 10 person tribe moment, but who says they have to be 10 persons? Why can't it be, you know, let's say eight versus eight. I know that's a crazy thought to have in 2022, but you know. Eight versus eight, swap at 14, 
uh or 12 or whatever you know maybe merge at 10 jury starts at nine <laughs> and final two i don't know i know crazy <laughs> and you like um maze runner this shit i didn't have eight and eight, eight, eight tribes two eight tribes and then reveal at merge that there was also another game being played where it was oh. also two tribes and then they all merge and then it's like whatever number that is. <laughs> Who can never be sure? I mean, honestly, that has been one of my many like that like silly org I like ideas. Is like, yeah, have two different games go on. Um, the outcast thingy is gaggy. Like, I don't understand why they haven't tried to like really shake up the format in that way yet. I remember watching an episode of The Biggest Loser once. Don't remember why. I've never watched more than one episode in a row of that show, but it was on TV. <laughs> And they revealed that there had been a secret black team that was like joining the game or whatever. And suddenly there were now three teams that were competing against each other. And like they showed a big montage of like their own personal trainers and they were doing not that I'm arguing that we should be talking about the show at all, because obviously everyone <laughs> understands that it's terrible. Horrific. But, you know, I like the idea from a reality TV moment. Like what if like halfway through what if in like love island style like halfway through a season of drag race they introduce like four new girls <laughs> bring them in what's like what could go wrong what's wrong Why with not? um yeah i agree I, I as someone who did watch that biggest loser season live because you know <laughs> me and my me and my mother were we were all into that shit um you know just like eating our tubs of sherbet ice cream and watching biggest loser um very normal sort of activity to have as a child but um, yeah, it's like fun. And I don't know, I think post pandemic would have been the perfect time to do it. Be like, yeah, we have like smaller seasons now because of um, COVID or what the fuck ever. And like, then they're not as suspicious of like, why are there so few of us going into a merge or whatever, but whatever, far be it from us to produce their show for them. So like they start the two week quarantine on day one of Survivor. And so on day 14 of Survivor, they introduce another group of people. Exactly. <laughs> That'd be so funny. Uh, I would obviously be railing against it if it really happened, but <laughs> love thinking about it. Me too. It's fun. It's silly. <laughs> Back on Baca Beach, we get this scene where Gabler's putting palm fronds on Sammy and Ellie as like a blanket. Um, nothing. I mean, really, there's no logic there. He's being silly. He. He's he's like um, <laughs> I'm gonna place something very sandy and definitely bug infested on top of your body right now. Um, Derek, he said welcome. there's no ants on them. <laughs> he only said ants. He specified <laughs> ants. Every other kind of yeah, because every other bug on there ate the ants, and now those are the <laughs> only ones left. This was unbelievable to me. I the, it doesn't. I know that like <laughs> weaving palm fronds will make the rain not fall in as much, but it's not like leaves are keeping you warm. There's no, you know, heat retention through a couple of bushes. Yeah, it's it's nonsensical, which is why it's so funny, and I, I hope he does it more. They need a, um, a Casper line of leaves. Mm, yes, oh my God, memory foam leaf. Mm -hmm. It's like just drapes over you perfectly. Like, <laughs> oh. yeah, that probably was so uncomfortable. It's like you're probably getting poked in the eye with the like leaves. And um, yeah, Gabler's such a hoot. I live. This is night <laughs> like eight, and they've never needed this before. No one, it seems no one's ever talked about it before. And then he's really go I for know. a leaf right now. <laughs> yeah. 
All I can think about when this was happening was when Sandra was like hiding behind the Pomfron on Island of the Idols. Uh, I, you know, I, I think it's more it, Pomfrons are more of a disguise than a blanket to me. Do you think um, Allie and Gabler are going to turn over a new leaf though at March? Mm, maybe that's what they're going. And Sammy is, uh, I don't know, the victim of their leaf turning. Like, he's, he, I loved him like groggily waking up, like, what the fuck is on me? He was very Andy Samberg teenager who just woke up. Oh, I think about that sketch so much. Or literally constantly. <laughs> I probably so... send the picture of Andy Samberg as that character once a month to somebody. <laughs> It's so timeless. There will always be a teenager who just woke up. It's true. <laughs> Sometimes we are that person. Um, and Sammy is a literal teenager, too. And he just woke up. <laughs> um, okay, but then they're, like, they paired this scene of Gabler putting the palm fronds on with another scene of Gabler and Ellie arguing about how to make fire. Like <laughs> All episode, people were angry at Gabler. It's so funny. But uh, I was like kind of not interested in whatever he was going to bring to the season at the beginning um but he's he's like giving in a way i wasn't expecting um which is just like pure chaos with these palm fronds and like we even got a because i feel like you could see this scene where like everybody just hates gabler but we also got his perspective where he's like yeah and i don't like ellie i don't trust her she went through my (laughs) bag like everybody's everybody on the vodka drive hates everybody Except for Jeanette. We don't know where she is. Um, Yeah, I feel like Jeanette is definitely um, uh, suffering from the fact that there was also a Justine on this season. (laughs) Um, I feel like every time I I mean Janine, sorry. Yeah, it's like Janine. That's how how invisible she is. I'm so sorry I forgot her name. Oh. You know, she's pulling that energy to be... um... I don't even know what place that 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 under the radar has anyone. Wait, wait, what's that season where like who forgets the names all the time? It's not Keith. No, Keith does forget names because he didn't even remember Tasha's name like thirty days into the season. Oh, that's right. (laughs) Yeah, that's what I'm thinking of. (laughs) Oh, is that a bling ring uh, mug? No, it's a lamb mug. Oh. Of all the A24 films, um, you chose Lamb. Okay. Well, it was a birthday present by a friend of the pod, Alex Conti. Yes, I love that. That's perfect. (laughs) I'm sure sure followers of the Sam Stanish brand remember the Lamb era. It continues to this day uh, just a little more silently than when every single tweet of mine was about the movie Lamb. Okay, so when you posted, I think you're on an Instagram stories recently, and I saw like something Lamb related at your desk. I thought it was because you were a big Mariah carry fan mm. and now mm. i have you know more contacts mm. it is it, it, you know it, i contain multitudes and so does this mug exactly <laughs> oh what's in there coffee oh okay water um, and bean oh that's true so yes. multitudes mm-hmm. <laughs> um and i mean he- i feel like i'm the lamb of the two of us the mariah carey style lamb um so we complete each other in that way yeah that's where i'm the lamb decides. the ada style lamb mm. Mm-hmm, of course. Um, <laughs> I still Derek, could never, Derek could never claim to be a Lamb fan as his boyfriend hated the movie. Yeah, so I could never even... <laughs> even if I did eventually watch the movie and like it, I still wouldn't be able to claim it. 
And even if I ever listen to a single Mariah Carey album, no, I'm kidding. Uh, obviously mm. have. It, yeah, that was pretty pretty dicey for you there for a second. <laughs> yeah, I just wanted to, I didn't even want to finish the joke before I clarified it was a joke. That's good. That's a smart move. <laughs> um, yeah, so the Sabaka is just being ridiculous as always. Um, and we have is this our first reward um immunity split? The first time we were having two challenges? I think so. We'll say sure. I know. <laughs> yeah. Um, this is cute. Vessi was at their lowest. Fat, <laughs> nasty, and broke. Career <laughs> in shambles. They came on that bitch mad as hell. They did. <laughs> I also love that they're like, we haven't eaten anything but coconut. Um, but I feel like, isn't that true of all of them? <laughs> well, Coco got papaya oh, and true. almonds. Mm. They have that foraging twink. Yes, that's true. Yes, Geo is out there scratching for for them. For the oh, net. For, yes. Oh, I love Geo so much. What a cutie. Um, I'm, uh, also, like, doesn't like eating all that coconut just make you like poop a bunch? Because that's all the fiber, right? And people talk about that. I think so. I feel like I, their bowels are thoroughly evacuated by this point in the game just empty so they truly had to pull it all out for this challenge i mean yeah all they're open all they're eating is coconut and papaya and almonds so i'm i'm sure it sounds like they're uh prepped and ready i was gonna say this is like the this must be what the go puff bottom friendly menu is like (laughs) (laughs) coconuts and almonds and papaya Mm -hmm. (laughs) and they're already aqua dumping so it's like, yeah, they're they're cleaned out, ready to go for whatever Jeff throws their way. I explained the aqua dump thing to someone recently, and they were like terrified. They like did not think that that was real, and I was like, no, they be they be shitting in the water, y'all. Like literally, like I mean, I don't know. Well, I, I that sounds really comfortable, honestly. It's like you're surrounded by a bidet. <laughs> it's basically a water birth. It, <laughs> literally i uh, i think we didn't we mention uh omer said that cody was like doing dives into their shit um yeah shit waters he did he did say Oopsie. that <laughs> yeah i know it smelled crazy there um <laughs> like okay but what jeff threw at them this challenge was he tried to do a bit <laughs> when they were coming in the in in for the day he was like pretending to take attendance and marking people off on his little sheet. Yeah, Jeff's a silly, silly boy. He's like school marm. I don't know. Jeff seems like on one this season. I feel like I've been saying that for a while, though. And he's been like, like, I feel like he thinks that these tribes are lazy. Like, he keeps on fucking roasting Dwight during the challenges. (laughs) And it's like, yo, if the boy doesn't want to do anything, and if he's slow at untying knots, like, let him be slow at untying knots. Right. Where did this aggressive Jeffrey come from? I, you know, I, I really appreciate it. I think he's returning to his true nature. He really put on a character last two seasons of being like, we're in the pandemic. We're all happy and loving each other. And he's like, now it's time to get back to the real me. And he goes and he just lays into people. It's a mm-hmm. good thing Heather played when she did because she would never get the treatment she did today. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, maybe that's why she is so, like, under-edited. Maybe Jeff was roasting the shit out of her and they just couldn't show any of that. That's what I, I, th- I think, actually, it was the 400-pound snake that has brought back 
old Joss. I love the snake. <laughs> I, they should incorporate the 400 pound snake in every challenge in some way. Like you have to throw it, you have to climb over it, you have to, um, I don't know, help it shed its skin. Every even if challenges. it was just a Seinfeld Superman and it was like sitting behind Jeff mm. uh, at some of the challenges, would love for this to be his like little sidekick. Oh, Jeff this... needs an animal companion. <gasps> Literally, that's what the show is missing right now. We need a little creature of some sort. Um, a Mark the Chicken reappearance, perhaps. I would love it if yeah, he could just. I mean, I know he they left him in Cambodia, but. Maybe he f re remembered Jeff and has been tracking him down. Found him in Fiji. Mm -hmm. He's here to avenge Ty. And, um, but also, you know, form a little bond with Jeffrey. <laughs> I th I'm, sure, I'm sure Mark uh, had positive thoughts about Jeff. That's true. And he's probably a Michelle truther. So he's probably happy with the results of Korong. Mark was yeah. trying to talk. To Mark was the reason Ty was targeting michelle so much mark kept being like hey like she's gonna win the game if you don't get her out and ty was like you're right i'll do my best <laughs> but i feel like mark is probably a change chicken now now that he's like bff mm. sia you know i just feel like oh. that would like change the, di the dynamic you know yeah the sia money really went to his tiny little chicken head <laughs> um man yeah poor mark i agree though animal companion we need it 400 pound snake um Probably way more interesting than whatever this reward challenge was. I don't remember. This was when they walked on the blocks. I actually Whoa. really appreciated the challenges in this episode for like being different from things we had seen before. If I really feel like we haven't gotten new challenge elements in a long time, but the both two things in this episode were new. Mm -hmm. I agree. That's true. This was cute. It was like a floor's lava sort of moment. Um, could they only do two blocks at once? Yes. Yeah. And okay. it had to be the same person who threw the initial sandbags mm, through the first sandbag at stone stonewall was cody i guess or whoever did that cody living. Someone <laughs> living. <laughs> he's living for the gays <laughs> yeah I, i'm i i don't think i want to know cody's thoughts on homosexuality um i'm certain he, that he is except at least you know fine with it maybe he has like a mullet a... i mean gay people love elevators so <laughs> That's true. The drama of an elevator, like I, I it, those are easy sells to gay people. I'm sure. <laughs> so Vessi wins this challenge, and they were supposed to win ten fresh fish, much like uh, Tiffany. Tiffany, yeah. Sorry, I'm <laughs> you know I'm still recovering from my sickness. Uh, they win mm. ten fresh fish, and <laughs> they're like, we don't have fire. Um, so Jeff reveals a rule that apparently has always been in the game. You can always trade for a previous reward. Uh, no, I think you haven't this, actually been able to. <laughs> this is something that they should have found a different way to edit into the show because this is gonna if this became a real rule, this goes off the rails instantly. Yeah, like, oh, so I can like get a car, right? Like and like, yeah. if... <laughs> but do you want to win the season? Oh yeah, that's true. I yeah, I'm willing to. And I mean, that's what like Ben instead of like essentially quitting Winners at War should have done. He's like incur the, the apparent rule that we didn't know existed, which is like, oh, by the way, you can have any previous reward. Which again doesn't say um, within the season. He never said that. Like maybe any reward ever. Like he, maybe I want to go on a helicopter ride through Cambodia. I better get that right now, Jeff. 
thanks for the protein bar in the bed outside, but I think I'll take my family visit instead. <laughs> yeah, I don't understand. Like, I don't know where he got this from. Again, feeling very silly and goofy, this Jeff. He's just making shit up on the fly. And obviously it's made up because it's just because Vessi wouldn't be able to cook the fish. Like, just say, like, <laughs> there's just a different way to phrase this. Uh, <laughs> that would be a little more closed loop. Just make or, them eat make them eat the, the fish raw, like they did it in past seasons. And again, as as Cassie says, sashimi style. Yes, queen. <laughs> that or just like make them negotiate. Like Jeff loves negotiating. Just be like, well, what are you offering me? That kind of thing to be like they can get fruit instead. Yeah, um, I don't know why they did offer fish at the point when they they knew there was a tribe that didn't have fire like i don't yeah this just seemed very silly to me the vessi favoritism has gone too far nothing we can <laughs> do about it now um they also won a sandra tribe visit reward steal so they got two rewards for the price of one yeah that is kind of gaggy that should have been like the reward um uh, but yeah, I feel like it's then we get this really fun sort of like montage of both of the other tribes sort of like, well, they'd probably come here like Coco it makes a lot of sense I think visually like they said like there's six of us, you probably want to handicap those that group more so, um, even though it's like a difference of six to five but like they say, um, but Baka points out that they have the most rewards. Um, so this is a very cute little scene, I guess. And Cody, uh, as always, is just narrating away. He's the main character, apparently, of Bessie. Um, and I forget, what, do the, what does the group really hone in on? Because he's obviously, like, very obsessed with the machete. Like, food, I think. I think, or, mm. like, just fishing gear, I think they're talking about, um, which they do end up getting, I think. Yeah, because Noelle is like, well, what if we get fishing gear, and then we get fire at immunity challenge, and then that's fuel. I remember saying that. Mm, she really wanted the fruit and i'm like fruit girl like okay <laughs> yeah. maybe i don't know i've noelle can do no wrong in my eyes <laughs> i don't know why she's just she's doing something for me now let her have her fruit i like noelle i'm i'm just i'm just shocked that they don't do this tribe steel sort of thing way more i i think that it's been a hit every single time that they've done it like Maybe I'm just not remembering times they've done it, that it was boring. But, I mean, Sandra did it. And then in China, they did a bunch of, like, tribe swapping. And then I remember in Cagayan, there's a fun scene where Tony goes to the beauty tribe or something. And, like, I just think that all of this, like, this this is so much more natural to me than, like, a tribe summit where, like, they're mm. going to this, like, island, like, and it's just, like, two or three of them from, or one one from every tribe. I like it's so much more fun to just have one person go and then that causes so much stress and paranoia with, with their original tribe and then this the other tribe it's interesting to see if they're gonna like form up as a group or like break off into their alliances i think it's very fun it's like um you're i love you brought up the the tribes the tribe summit where it's like everyone's like um trauma comes out i love the idea mm. of like going to steal and then being like and then revealing your trauma at the steel, <laughs> you're taking someone's arm and being like, "Oh yeah, you know, my brother died of COVID." Like, <laughs> as you're you know, like gathering I... their shit, <laughs> get to know each other on the walk instantly reveals tragic backstory. Mm, mm -hmm. Yes, the trauma dumping. I'm uh, that better enter the survivor lexicon soon, hopefully. <laughs>
Um, so they they I they send Cody off again. Um, interesting, like decision on their part. I guess the idea. I definitely would send Cody because I'm like he's has the appearance of someone who's gonna be a cuckoo free agent. So like none of that's really gonna blow back on the rest of us. Um, so I think that makes a lot of sense for Vessi to send him of all of them. It does, but and I, but I'm glad that Dwight was like, hey, maybe I could go. Like, <laughs> I'll be the more diplomatic option. I'm not gonna piss them off. And <laughs> like he said that to them, and Cody's like, I'm not. I'm not gonna be normal. I'm not a terrible person. I like. <laughs> and why are you? <laughs> we already decided it's me. Why are you like talking down to me <laughs> when you've been on the wrong side of all the votes? Yeah. Um, yeah, but I, I, I don't know. I feel like there's a good way to justify any any pick from this tribe. Except maybe, I don't know, I feel like you don't want to send someone, yeah, like Jesse or, I don't know, even Noelle, who, like, maybe seems more strategic. Because, um, I don't know, I feel like people would interpret whatever they do as being, like, nefarious in some way. Cody can sort of, like, be laid back Honolulu surfer dude. <laughs> I'm so... Yes. Carla calling him out for that is easily one of my favorite things that's happened on the show in a while. <laughs> yeah, we needed that because we... I, I feel like it's just been in discussion since we learned about Cody. It's just kind of like, I would love for somebody to be like, can you act normal? Be yeah. yourself. Yeah, um... <laughs> It's I don't know. This feels very um not like usual survivor. I feel like usually survivor is willing to protect the white man who lives on Hawaii, like and there's like fully condone. I mean, they kind of have been like fully like, yes, he's so fun and silly and he is just that guy. And Carla's like, well, actually that's really fucking weird and annoying. <laughs> well, and she absolutely knew that he was facing them. And then she was just like, everyone shut the fuck up. It's, you can't, like, say that in front of him. Um, <laughs> but I just think this gives her, like, you know, now she knows, and then she can release her revenge um, soon. I hope so. Um, I, she has to do, she has to retaliate, because Lindsay will not be there to do so. Yeah, Lindsay's revenge will go unquenched, sadly. <laughs> <laughs> that was so funny i she like instantly very like deadpan was like well you do know that we will come at you with all of the forces we have as the coco tribe right you know that you know we're gonna just like fucking kill you cody he's like oh okay <laughs> not since darla on angel has a woman become mother and exploded in the same 42 minute episode oh my god <laughs> but did she leave a child though did she leave a child that was like time hop <laughs> Wow, what a poll. <laughs> I came up with it days ago. <laughs> it was because um, you had a soul and she didn't, and then she felt it too much. Mm -hmm. I was creating the paranoia within her. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah, poor Lindsay to play herself up. But I believe, I think it was Christine who did tweet this. It's like, yeah, that sucks that she went, but like, what a way to go out. Like, that's pretty iconic. And she joins our illustrious fourth woman voted out so she could be i could see her taking it if we redo this poll i mean i definitely could foresee her getting to a quarterfinals uh sure. <laughs> but i think that she had an incredible run not that we're at the point where we're eulogizing yeah. yet but i she you know the, the the first three episodes she was like a fun character on the screen but this episode really and starting when she like went full aggro on Cody when he implied that he would take their machete. Uh, like, she really did become pre-merge mother. 
<laughs> this I'm telling yeah, the fourth boo woman is just like a sweet spot. And I think Lindsay knew that. She was like, I really have to give while I'm here. <laughs> yeah. She this is when because Cody's like, I'm gonna take the machete, and Lindsay says, Do you understand what we are prepared to do in retaliation if you do that? <laughs> right up in his face. Amazing. Oh, so good. I love her so much. Um, but yeah, eventually they do. What does he get for, out of them? Fruit, food, something. Yeah, he he allows he's he implies he'll take the machete, and then he allows them to just like start offering things for them him to take instead. And so he gets the fishing gear as well as a bunch of fruit and limes. Yeah, which is like he's he plays it off in confessionals, like, yeah, I uh, the power of negotiation. You start with the thing you don't want, and then you let them bring the options to you. It's like I feel like that just is like how negotiations work regardless like i think they were gonna do that anyway but i i don't know i it was very gratifying when carla called him out on that because it sometimes it feels like the show goes out of its way to make him appear like a, some sort of brain genius yeah and i mean it i like that they showed us that carla even though carla knows even though the coco tribe was like bamboozled and like he got a bunch of stuff more than he even wanted like it showed us that Carla knew that she had been <laughs> fooled. <laughs> she was like, I, I recognize that we were played and like that kind of thing. It was, it was, it was a very strange confessional to me. Yeah. Um, good on you, Cody, I guess. I don't know. Um, but then we go into our immunity challenge and they have this um, triangle square puzzle, which they treat as very like revelatory. Like, did you know that a triangle could also be a square. It's like, yeah, Jeff, I, I also took third grade math. It was revelatory to me. This was another new thing that I had never seen before on Survivor, and I was sure. excited to see their uh, creative spatial decision. Mm -hmm. That's fair. Um, it was cute. Um, I loved Michelle Fitzgerald's impact, of course, kicking a puzzle. Yeah, never they, gets old. they created the square. Jeff said you did it, and Ellie screamed, can we kick it? While they're like already taking <laughs> it apart. Uh, so she was ready at the triangle. How did we feel about um, the little help that the major help that who was given? Was it Bob Noel? Yes. Noel said, put the Ellie, put the piece there. <laughs> I love that. I, I love a silly, low down, dirty, sort of like nefarious move like that. It's like, does it make sense for them to really come for the Coco tribe? Not particularly, I guess, if you, like, are really concerned about them remaining a six, then go for it. But, like, I don't know. Why do you care? You're I mean, fine. You're safe. I think that it makes, I mean, it, it definitely makes more sense that Vessi would do this than Baca would. Like, like Vessi's down to four, and Coco's at six, and so I just, I they need to lose at least once, right? Like, I think that they're just concerned about going in even like we are and i i would never begrudge noel for trying to make the merge at 444 split that's true she's doing it for us i don't know I, as a virgo i would absolutely remember that and be like you're dead to me i'm taking you out when i have a chance at merge but Lindsay's <laughs> revenge absolutely oh gabe do you want to know if as an, another virgo i did find out that i share a birthday with a, one of the members of this cast um i feel like you probably won't be able to guess who it is who is a Virgo? Um, is it Gabler? Yeah, it is literally <laughs> Gabler joins me 
um, Adrian Malouf of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills and Beyonce as being born on September 4th. That's this is our little crew that they have going. We love that for you. I, I, in terms of the survivor lore, I have the same birthday as, as the one Ozzy. Oh, okay. I did. I'm one of the dolls. One of the dolls, you know. So, uh, no, I love they need to do, um, instead of Island of the Idols, Island, Island of the Virgos. Yeah. It's just pe- people remembering every little detail, every little slight. <laughs> I, want, I want to be at Final Tribal saying that, well, you took the machete from me on day two and I was trying to do co- co- open a coconut or something, you know? <laughs> so, like, I'm really, you're really going to have to work for my boat because you did that to me. Um, <laughs> I know, I, Lindsay was channeling the Virgo energy there with that, you know. Well, we will retaliate, like, just very matter-of-factly. <laughs> um, oh, my God. So funny. Um, but, yes, I agree. This is a strange, interesting move. It is amazing television, but... Yeah, I don't. I just don't understand why you you would want Coco to just not like you. Like that's just a strange decision. Well, um, I don't know if it's so much that they want Coco because Coco already probably doesn't like Bessie because they stole a reward from them, right? And they just recognize that Coco is like a big tribe, and so I'm sure they're just thinking of the merge and that they want allies on the Baka tribe. Uh, mm. And we actually in the reward challenge when Bessie was leaving or when Baco was leaving or someone, I don't, I think Owen and Sammy were like, good job guys. Like they were like, I feel like they've already been like communicating and like trying mm-hmm. to become friends because they recognize that there's, it seems like there's going to be a lot of cocoa left at the merge. Oh, honey, a lot of cocoa left. Sounds like Christmas time. I don't know. I'm trying to bring something here. <laughs> well, also speaking of like, just bringing up Coco's, tribe name being Coco, which is silly in itself. Well, and I always giggle, giggle to myself because Baka is like, like dumbass in Japanese. Yes. So whenever, I'm just like, well, like who chose you? I'm like always like giggling a little bit, and I'm like silly ass name. <laughs> um, someone done. Yeah, they were bored as fuck at, in the in tribe naming department of Survivor. We've got to figure out what language Vessi means idiot in. <laughs> yeah, maybe that's what they were going for. I don't know. They should have gone for, if, if we were going Coco, we should have had uh, an Inside Out tribe and a Wally tribe as well to go with that, you know? Keep it in the Pixar family. I Well, I think of um, Coco from um, Foster's I'm... Imaginary Friends. And oh. I'm just like, in my brain, I'm like, Coco. Anyways, I'm not, I'm not going to do voice work. Um... <laughs> the, but the reason they couldn't have done that is because they would have needed to do a separate blue tribe. Mm. And Coco is already blue. Well, they could have done a Waltz and an Eduardo tribe instead, you know? Leave blue mm-hmm. for the merge. We as love the, it. As the main, uh, or a cheese. A cheese moment would be great, too. Um, And, you know, all this is Viacom property, so we really should be thinking about this. <laughs> That's so smart. They need to start, I mean, obviously they're going to run out of Fijian words. We're already on fucking season 9 million here. So they're going to have to start drawing <laughs> from other wells for these names. Wells Adams from Bachelor in Paradise. Uh, I don't watch that show. Sorry, you said Wells. So I thought it just left the first thing that came to my mind. Uh, naturally. What a natural con- like sort of dot to connect. <laughs> well, you did say his name. That is that is on me. I'm sorry. Natural dot. Uh, the, I liked the part of this challenge. Geo was yelling, like, help each other. <laughs> and then the other two tribes did. Oh, Geo. What a you He's... Uh, a king of the sort of the interpersonal connecting. We're bringing people together. Um, I love that little man. So cute. <laughs> uh, but yes, Coco, alas. I mean, I was excited for this because Coco has been 
my favorite tribe to like i don't know get little tastes of and i needed the full meal i needed a full meal of cocoa and we got it we felt like we, we fully explored how their tribe is doing and like i feel like we got the full perspective of like what everybody thought was going to happen if they ever lost the challenge and then i don't know like <laughs> it's just so funny and obviously paranoia is understandable but like really this show and it really just seemed like Lindsay destroyed herself uh it just felt like no one was gonna get rid of her at all and no one was even talking about her even the backup plan or like what the other tribe what the other side thought was gonna happen was cassidy no one was gonna vote for Lindsay at all um and i love to see it this is the kind of stuff that's fun absolutely yeah i think as soon as yeah carlos said this is the easiest vote and it was like whenever you got to look at the clock and it's like hmm, it's only 7 40 right now you know things about to go cuckoo madness as james says um ensues Mad madness when he love. said madness like, I, like <laughs> it was such a i loved it he was like madness you tell people they're safe but they don't believe you <laughs> oh my god he's been watching house of the dragon somehow out there. he's just talking like a fucking targaryen <laughs> also that shot when he was like talking next to the well when like production got him it's like oh you know that they're scrambling to like make sense of what's going on right now yeah i mean that's gotta be honestly if i can never be like on survivor i think being a camera person would be so fun because you like are like oh shit like what is happening Lindsay's mothering and we have to be here <laughs> right now for this that would be that silly i don't know can you what's that tweet that's like can you imagine if there was a gay professor i would be can you imagine if there was a gay cameraman on survivor <laughs> cups <laughs> rolled up iced coffee in the pack <laughs> yes <laughs> oh my god yeah this is a fun post tribal or post challenge scramble um the other idea we get is geo who has a very inflated sense of or a very inflated ego which is i love that so much for him he deserves it um it's like he and ryan and i guess he assumes everyone else are on the same page to get rid of cassidy it seemed like he thought that the his side was the boys and Carla. It and they like were talking, but it like he didn't understand that James was really with the girls originally. Um, but Gio thought that the guys had formed up. Yeah. Um Gio's sort of forming this sort of inverse of what we usually assume, which is, you know, the girls and the gay. Um, I guess in this case it's the boys and the gay. Um but it's very understandable. But um, the boys. Oh yeah, okay. Because Carla, well, right. Carla's gay. Yeah, hello. I know, I know, I know, I know. I just thought you were. I thought you were referencing Geo when you said that. But I was like, no, that doesn't make any sense. How? No, please. Geo can be a boy and a gay at the same time. I know that's kooky, but it is. It's true. Um, <laughs> it's very strange to me to think of it that way. But when you put it in perspective like that, thank you for taking the time to explain it to me. You're so welcome. It's charity work, really. <laughs> you're gonna get, about to get uh, nominated for a glad award yeah we would love um, it if we were nominated for actually i know someone who works at glad maybe i can ask if we could be nominated uh, for like what the same the same this conversation award. oh this, are we gonna get the same award beyonce and jay-z got like is that the level we're trying to attain here I, what what did they win didn't they win the glad the queens in the front and the doms in the back award i think so something like that most the fiercest Brock ally of the year or something like that <laughs> um <laughs> in memory of Jolly Asin, who is still very much alive but yeah. <laughs> um yeah I this is so cute I love that yeah we've got these the geo 
big headed moment. We got Lindsay doing spiraling. Um, and Queen Cassidy is just like very calm in the middle of the storm. Like, I know I'm not going home. Very good. <laughs> um, well, speaking of glad, how do we feel about Cassie calling him sassy so much? He's being too sassy. <laughs> I think a microaggression can be very good from the mouth of a woman like Cassidy. <laughs> I can accept it from her. <laughs> yeah, I mean, obviously not the ec most excellent phrasing. Um, and, <laughs> you know, if I were seeing it discussed about me, I would, you know, take issue with it. So obviously I understand if anybody doesn't love that, but you know, it was one second, and I'm okay with it. <laughs> yeah. I, I wanted, like, a screenshot of Geo's notes app with, like, a 300-word, like, reaction to uh, being called sassy on television. <laughs> oh, I need to be in that group chat. I need to be... We need to become Geo's best friend and then talk to him about this moment. But, um, I don't know. I would love... For a woman to call me sassy call me every whore well, i can <laughs> call me everything that essentially means f word just do it i, I need you to do it to me i need it <laughs> i think yeah i think it'd be that's that's part of what you sign on for for reality tv like you know people are gonna be talking about you behind your back saying uh rude and offensive things about you just I mean, live it up we've always said you and i sam that if nadia said we were one of the girls we would be like you are so right like that is very true i am one of the girls so I think sassy should be a badge of pride for Geo. If Boston Rob called me a queer, I would, I'd die. Oh, it's because. Yeah. No, go ahead, go ahead. No, I was just gonna say, yeah, I, now Boston Rob would say queer, but in the like, um, the rec reclaimed way, I think. <laughs> mm. Umbrella term. Yes. Jinta queer. <laughs> <laughs> I I also really liked about this scrambling segment where Lindsay says Survivor is never as easy as it seems. Like she's some like storied multi-time player. Like mm -hmm. she knows everything that's going on. Meanwhile, she's never been like not immune until like an hour ago. And so she like she's, but like it could be like <laughs> sometimes it is. <laughs> well, and she was giving Sydney energy where she's like, I, I I'm a I'm a huge threat, and I'm like, baby girl, like. That confessional was amazing. She was like, I think I should be targeted because I'm a huge threat physically, socially, and strategically. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, hasn't she like flopped out at every single challenge? Like literally like the first day, like she could not do Her the first puzzle. moment was like, I really thought I was going to be better at that challenge and I wasn't. <laughs> Everything. When she said that, I, I went up. I don't know if the rest of the room did, but I was very excited for that. I was just giggling the whole time during this. Like, Lindsay, thank you so much for being on TV. I'm sad that it didn't get to last longer, but I like it was so worth it for this beautiful flame out. So good. It Love. seems like Carla and James are now being presented as the duo, I guess. Like they because mm -hmm. they talked about being the swing votes. Um, but and then I, I we can talk about the vote later, but it didn't really make sense with what we've learned so far about the Coco Tribe, I felt. But like, yeah, so Carla and James are just kind of like, we're deciding, we were set for Geo, but Lindsay's getting weird, uh, and it's game on. Got the vibe. Yes, <laughs> literally. Carla she... told Cassidy that Lindsay is literally ruining the game right now. <laughs> so funny. Like, what are you talking about? Ugh, you ruined the game. Um. I love. I it's so sad. Once again, we're over three for these all women 
alliances that were allegedly happening at some point in the game. Um, I don't know. I want to believe that maybe that can still happen and we can get there, I guess, in the edgic section. But, um, oof. My thoughts are this is terrible for women. It is. <laughs> this sucks. I feel, I feel like we're in the 30s again, which is not a place I want to be. The 1930s. Hello. <laughs> I did love that um that meme you guys tweeted of the um San Juan del Sur um jury. Yes. Like, himbo, 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 gay boy, himbo, himbo, gay boy, himbo. Um and Baylor. Um, Baylor. <laughs> <laughs> Baylor has like I yeah, Baylor is everything. I agree with Sam that she should be on every jury. I trust her to make the right decision in all in all iterations of Survivor. Every season of Big Brother, they bring in Dr. Will to talk to the jury and like sort of feel out and sort of just lead a discussion on who should win. And I think that Baylor Wilson could be that for Survivor. Yes. she's She'd come in and be like, "Who? how did you all get into this sticky situation? And how are you going to vote? How are you going to place your vote? Um, love her. Love a Baylor moment. And perform her Christian music. Yes. Oh my God. This would come. This would make sense because then Baylor Missy could just show up. <laughs> yes. Oh my God. They are. Mm, Tim Wondell Sir is everything. They will just show up. So, <laughs> a classic. I'm, a classic. I'm always hoping for another Koran, but you know, I would be more than happy to settle for another San Wondell Sir. Like, I don't even think that that's settling. Like, I, I mean, for me, it is because it's like I'm going from my like my second favorite season to like my fifth favorite season. So it's mm. like, but it is literally like a two place difference. Um, and I'm excited. I hope it still still can happen. We'll see. I have to think. Like, San Juan del Sur might be higher for than Wrong for me. I need to think about mm. it. I need to think about it. That is a thinker for sure. It's tough. They both give. Um, These are the gay philosophical questions that we discuss on this podcast. We are basically uh, Socrates and whatever is the that name. other guy <laughs> <laughs> and um, Trisha Paytas. Yes, and Trisha Paytas. <laughs> oh my god, she is like this. And I'm what's the child's name? The... Malibu Barbie. Malibu Barbie, which is so good. Honestly, such an incredible name. Like Trisha, she's like unmake. Funnable. Like she is somehow in on the joke, but also completely not. So it's like you literally, we may throw those tomatoes at her in that one gift, but they just can't land. She literally is too zinned out to even notice. She's Micronita Kathy having an idol of being safe at. <laughs> I'm glad Trisha Paytas has come up because I've been rewatching Girls and I have posited the hypothesis that Trisha Paytas is Lena Dunham's Wario. I don't, as a non-girls literate person, I don't. Well, I think that it's, my main reasoning is because of what we've already discussed, that they are both uh, constantly surviving controversies. <laughs> they, mm. they say the, say they say controversial things or people hate them and then they just keep on going. <laughs> mm. they, they're immune. There's like a sort of force field they have. Um, uncancelable. Was it Lady Gaga or Beyonce who stopped a something being flung at them in midair <laughs> a couple of weeks ago they were like in a concert and like they were performing and somebody threw something at them and like it just like stopped in midair. Oh, i i don't but maybe i mean i has beyonce been doing stuff for the club maybe it's, i mean stuff? yeah so it must i'm be gonna lady, say i'm just gonna so... google lady gaga force field and it'll, yeah. <laughs> it came up 
gay people be like, I'm just gonna Google Lady Gaga Force Field. <laughs> she should play Sue Storm in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Oh boy. Um I, I like she would be really good at acting through headaches, you know. Yeah. Oh my god. Um I can't wait to hear what kind of ghosts haunt her, who's doing what to her on the press tour for that. Like Oof. Jessica Alba. And they're like, yeah. Jessica Alba's still alive, Stephanie. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I know, but she was like, her spirit was there. Her, her future ghost was contacting me about how to properly play Sue Storm. My God, I just don't even... The, I, Lady Gaga will be in the MCU. Like, in five within five years, I'm going to actually place money on that. She will be in the MCU by that point. If, she's not, if they're not getting her for Dazzler, I don't understand what's going on. Oh, okay. That's pretty smart. Can I vote? Who's my girl at Pop Girlie? I want to put for Dazzler. Zara Larson. Put Meg Zara Larson Dazzler. I'm saying it. <laughs> right before taking out Magneto, I'm going to ruin your life. <laughs> <laughs> you stand oh Dazzler. You stand Dazzler. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. The gays in the Marvel Universe. Oh my God. The wars that must break out between Dazzler girlies. Who, who else would they? go up for jubilee jubilee doesn't have a career but she they're similar to <laughs> jubilee doesn't have a career <laughs> i know that's i didn't see she didn't have a career she oh, she's not in, in that um realm i don't know I, does she have a day job i really don't do any of them have day jobs <laughs> honestly well does she ha a hashtag you're tea, saying you're you're literally a gay in the mcu putting that um jasmine masters i will be down to put in an application video <laughs> for jubilee i would be that guy on twitter like these bitches need to get a job like i don't care your pay your what you just get to live in a fancy little mansion and be taught by some bald guy and like that's your occupation like well also are is there like work study for professor x's school like girls? that situation yeah <laughs> yeah, for what for the girls? The girls. <laughs> um. Yeah. What is Sam? You're the X Men expert. Do they? What's What's that like? Is there a sabbatical? What's up? It kind of seems like if you're good enough to be a superhero on the X Men team, then you have to do some uh, time as a professor, even if you're completely unqualified. Wolverine mm. has been teaching and has been the headmaster, and, and you know he, even though he's lived for centuries, I don't think he's ever really gone to graduate school and, and like mm. become or like is qualified in any way to lead a school much less teach any kind of class well he has a canadian high school degree you know oh. that's, just, uh... that's a whole other level yeah, yeah. <laughs> right does i want to let's go... see, let's see a, let's does wolverine have a green card how did he immigrate here oh yeah I are, you, are you trying to <laughs> Turning to deport Wolverine. <laughs> I mean, if it gets him off the team, I, I'll do anything. Oh my god! I mean, this is how messy the tw like Twitter must be in their universe. Like, literally, girls are saying all this. Um, most of that tweet the other day that was just like your unemployed friend at at two a two p.m. or something like that. That's literally X Men. <laughs> like, has unemployed Twitter on lock. Like those girls, like they have nothing else going on during the day. They have what? laser eye class at three like they're not doing anything <laughs> i'm employed and the x-men don't exist and they already have me in the middle of the day <laughs> tweeting about them so i you know i can't even imagine if i was unemployed and they existed <laughs> wow um how did we get here <laughs> no clue 
let's get the tribal council, I guess. <laughs> uh, like, it's the first time that Coco's gone, and so they get fire. Jeff does the spiel, his little catchy phrase. Um, definitely, you know, not as iconic as when he used to say, come on in, guys. Uh, but, mm -hmm. you know, he does say fire represents your life. <laughs> and when the fire is gone, so are you. And he asks, he's like, catch me up, Ryan, give a grade for how the tribe has been doing so far. And Ryan says eight and a half out of 10. Well, he just says eight and a half. He didn't give a denominator. Mm -hmm. um, so I don't know, but I would assume it's out of 10. Yeah, I don't know. Um, who I would be, I'd probably do like a letterboxed sort of like rating for my tribe. Um, be like, yeah, like, I don't know. For me, my rule of letterboxes, I usually just bump things up by a half star um, just for, you know, they made a movie. Um, so I think they deserve that. Uh, that would be how I would explain my ratings to Jeffrey. And then I'd say, I just give hearts or no hearts. And I would definitely give this tribe a heart. Oh, that's, <laughs> yes, pass fail. <laughs> oh my god does jeff have a letterbox i bet that that um his letterbox history is cuckoo it's just it's um <laughs> it's coco i want to um be the first person to leave a letterbox review for one of jeff's movies the one with, the one with emily osmond oh what he's in a movie with emily osmond or i think he like directed it oh lord i don't <laughs> I've got to start logging his books on Goodreads, too. Oh, yes. Oh, my God. Okay, yes. Kiss Me is the 2014 romantic drama film. It stars Emily Osmond and was directed by Jeff Probst. Wow. Kiss Me. Interesting. Did he write as well or just directed? I don't know. What, se what season was in production for Survivor in 2013? What was he, <laughs> what was he juggling? Paramoan and, or like, or at least, or maybe Blood vs. Water, that kind of area. Yeah. Um, well, wait, Kagayan and Sinwan del Sur aired in 2014, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. So it was probably probably those. Maybe those or, yeah, like Sam said, the 26-27 cycle. I don't well, know. No, but it, the cycle is the other. It's Blood vs. Water and Kagayan or Sinwan del Sur and Worlds Apart. Right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. um, interesting. So that, so Sierra Easton was fresh on his mind, presumably. And he said, I know the perfect woman to play her. A Sierra Easton type. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. I Well, we have to... That may be an off-season um, treat for people. We'll watch Kiss Me. We'll do live commentary <laughs> of the Jeff Probst film. Sam, you look very... Um... I'm looking at Jeff Probst Goodreads right now. Sorry. <laughs> oh. Well, we have it's a I... book club. Bitterger's book club. <laughs> well, something came up. Uh, the Arthur Celebrity Audiobook Stories for Heroes series. And it seems to be saying that Jeff Probst narrated a story about Arthur. The uh, art, the Aardvark? Aardvark, yes. Um, yes, he narrated one of these chapters. Uh, would love to get in on that, find out about it. In 2006, really at the height of his name. Whoa. Okay, Celebrity Jeff Probst. Um, okay, yeah, we need to, we really need to, like, corner this market i feel like this is something no one's talking about this why is no one talking about this <laughs> he's but he has like he has books of weird trivia facts and stuff too like why did he what, what is this i, I knew he wrote books for kids and like i knew he had a book series but like there's this he has this this book is called extreme weather weird trivia and unbelievable facts to test your knowledge about storms climate meteorology and more and he has like other things about different nature things too uh and I'm happy for him. 
Yes, that's you go, Daddy Jeff. Get the check, I guess. <laughs> yeah, this tribal is. Um, I think you tweeted something about this, Sam. But like the tribals this season have been great. They're very straightforward. People are just saying it how it is. No People more... are talking to each other in a group setting in front of Jeff in a real way and not just talking in metaphors, which is something that doesn't happen. But like Lindsay is like, I there were people at tribal at the tribe who didn't feel like talking to me and like that in that, that was surprising to me or something. And Ryan's like, yeah, that was me. I didn't <laughs> feel like talking That's to her, but he was like, and I didn't really feel like she wanted to talk to me. And then Lindsay said, well, I felt like the people who made it a priority to talk to me did talk to me. Oh, and they, and they voted her out. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. It was, um, was it, well, no, it was not unanimous. Cause there was some weird. Three people that voted. Yeah, which is kind of wild. Like, I don't know what happened. I didn't um pay attention to like who voted for who by the end. So I don't know what the plans were. Was it Geo voted Cassidy still? Yes, but okay. Ryan was in on the plan to get rid of Lindsay. So I'm sort of like, I thought that they were besties. What happened there? Yeah. He will not be getting the Glad Award. Anymore. No, honey. <laughs> the G stands for Geo, and you are not an ally to Geo in that moment. You are leaving him out in the cold. To collect papayas for you. That's just not fair. Poor thing. Geo um, feels like a child in trouble. He thinks that Jeff <laughs> is his daddy. And Jeff says, why oh. am I always the parent? Like, <laughs> what, like literally, sweetie, you treat yourself as a, as the parent. Like, right. <laughs> He's the authority figure. The only one. He One of one. The only one. <laughs> oh, Jeff. Um, yeah, poor poor Geo is just left out in the cold, like I said. Um, Cassie li slives another day. She's here. Yeah. I, <laughs> Cassie? Cassie Geo could never do it. He couldn't take the shot. He just couldn't. I Cassidy really was giving in this episode. I like even though like there was one there was probably one confessional where like I really like laughed at what she said, but like just generally I feel like she is being the UTR girl that we all want. Uh and I love like and, the old <laughs> sorry. And in travel, there's a point where she says, Sometimes the water might look calm on the surface, but underneath there's stuff happening. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, she understood the brief. <laughs> um, she's the riptide of the season oh mm, she's just ready to yeah what's what's there's stuff going on under the water she's a coral reef generating sure. ready to pull them under yes <laughs> cassie's great this whole coco tribe i am obsessed with which is why i'm so glad we finally got this episode where they got to be main characters um this was just i i really like this season a lot the boot order is very cursed um and i do think it's a little unfocused right now but i think it's fun i don't care we can be unfocused and fun at the same time jeff in this episode i agree a fun and unfocused this episode was fun i liked getting the coco i agree with everything you just said mm -hmm. um Good. jeff at the very end of the episode or like right before they go to the vote jeff talked in a way that i really loved about part of the game of survivor and he was like how like how long before the sunset did the strategy talks stop or whatever like i just love the language of like talking about at some after the sunset that's when you go to tribal and i wish that they had talked about it well, carla and geo were like we didn't finish like we were still discussing we had to go uh but like i just love being like the sun this at night i don't know like i i, I, just, <laughs> I just i feel like that kind of 
obviously visually we understand that it's nighttime when they go to tribal but loved the mystique of talking about it in that way mm-hmm. it's always x-men reference it's always <laughs> darkest before dawn as stuff would say Don Meehan. It's the yeah. darkest was Don Meehan. I think he would say that. He pro- Does Jeff remember Don? I hope so. I think Jeff likes Don. Okay. It's hard to tell. These for, like I, I assume every reality TV show host is like a RuPaul where they like definitely don't remember anyone, especially like past like before a certain point. Um no, with Ru it's like more the opposite, which I I also have the same problem as Ru does where it's like I remember he remembers the first 5 or six, and then it's like everything after that is just a blur. Mm. Um, I think that's probably the same for Jeffrey. I have, I think Jeff remembers everybody, every single contestant. Mm, okay, you keep telling yourself that. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I will. <laughs> um, yeah, we goodbye, Lindsay. Like, what a what a way to go out. Love her. Did what needed to be done. Gave everything. See you on second chance too ready <laughs> the second chance to women side of the voting is gonna be the entire pre-merge of <laughs> season 43 literally what is like ponderosa like with all the ladies right now oh lord probably heavenly like i feel like this seems pretty this is a fun little group um i bet they're all yeah. saying we came in i came into the game really wanting to make an all-girls tr- alliance and i really thought that that's what was going to happen yeah, that was like the preseason sort of like canned response was like, I'm obsessed with the Black Widow Brigade. Yeah. And it's like, well, I'm not seeing any webs being formed here, people. Everybody lies. That's part of the game. Oh, yeah. The the ultimate Black Widow Brigade is one that lies to even us, the viewer. <laughs> um, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. I don't. Not all hope is lost. Hope Driscoll. They're spinning us around and spinning us around until we don't know what's going on, and that's when they strike. <laughs> Just like exactly. <laughs> it, it's going to be Carla, Janine, and Ellie, final three. I, oh, my God. Please. I need From it. From your lips. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Goodbye, Lindsay. Um, do we have anything else we want to say about this episode before we go into the edgic of it all? Just the next time on, we got a couple flashes. Cassidy mm. and Gio were fighting. Um, and we saw Jesse, Jeanette, and Gio go to the summit. And it seemed like Owen got an idol or an advantage of some kind. King. <laughs> My winner pick still. <laughs> he's he's here. I love Owen. What a sweetie. Um, we can talk about that in the edge of it. Was it this episode <laughs> or the previous episode where he was yelling at Gabler in the middle of the challenge? I think it was the previous episode. Yes, we talked about that. Uh, Christine and I, I think, talked the about. Professor. Yeah. <laughs> Owen. Owen is such. Yes, Owen's giving as well. We barely, I feel like we didn't talk about Baca that much outside of the the palm frond of it all. Um, but you know, they they had their cool down episode as we all yeah, know. Owen wasn't really in this year. episode. Yeah, they needed to, to relax a little, fade into the background. Um, and neither was Janine. <laughs> Yes, which is I, I, I Jeanette and here. your notes as well. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> I thought it was Jeanette in my notes. Uh, oh well, hockey's. Um, uh, yeah. yeah, but before we talk about Edric, Gabe, is there anything you want to plug before, in case anybody wants to leave now? Um, nothing major. Just if you're in New York or you're swing or you're you know in the city, like for a trip, swing by Easy Lover on Wednesdays for. The watch parties um it's fun to watch with a 
gaggle of gay people. Dan, confirm. I agree. Gay people rule. Yeah, they're kind of slayful. They're very, they can be sassy, like we learned, but they can also be slay. So sassy the ass to um twine. Yeah, what? literally. That's what Cassandra Cassie was trying from to Survivor say. for Lions and Survivor Heroes <laughs> Villains. Those would be also the only those two. So is Cassie actually being racial? Just kidding. Oh my god, <laughs> she can't catch a break. Race? Race? <laughs> Race? <laughs> yeah. oh my um, god. No, but thank you again for having me. It's always fun to chat with you, with you guys with such with such scholars of um Baylor. Yes, we are <laughs> Baylor alum, and we we mean. Of course, Baylor Wilson. Um, but um, I forget, Gabe, did you join us for Edric Talk the last time you were here? Did I? I think I might have, but I might go make coffee. That's fair. Um, <laughs> um, so we'll do our little plugs and then we can, we'll let you um, make yourself a little treat. Um, and then Sam and I will get into the edge of it all. But um, you, you can, can follow me. You can stay if you want. I'm sorry. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't I, but anything you want. <laughs> anything. Oh, no. I might just be traveling. I'm going to. Should I just make coffee while you guys are talking edge? I would love to just like. It's do it. Like, we'll uh, do a, <laughs> sure. I feel like I'm doing like a, an 80 home tour now. Wow. Yeah. Yes. Wow. <laughs> Gabe's apartment is everything. Is um, Joseph there? <laughs> no, he's he's um he's back home for a wedding. Mm. Oh, my little mocha pot. My, wow, my... <laughs> this is um, amazing. Plug wise well, for me, yeah, uh, you <laughs> well, can follow me at Sam Stanish everywhere, and I actually have shows coming up. Um, oh. on Friday the twenty first, I am going to be on a show at Easy Lover, the very place where Gabe does his watch parties at seven p.m. Um, it's a bunch of comedians who used to do theater in high school and are now not doing theater, and we're gonna do a bunch of like Broadway songs and just sort of sing and like do a show that way. That it'll be very fun, and then. On October 24th at 9 p.m. under St. Mark's, I'm doing improv live uh, yeah. for the first time in New York in years. So I'm really excited about that, too. It's a vampires versus ghosts show, and I'm on Team Vampire. Ooh. Wow. So is it vampires at the dentist versus ghosts in the sweat lodge? It, it is. It is Halloween a Halloween Town, town one uh, extravaganza. <laughs> Did you just say Halloween Town? Mm -hmm. Yes. I, we just, uh, at my, not this week, but the week before the Survivor Watch Party, we decided to, you know, uh, cap it off with a Halloween Town viewing. Um, it still gives. It's still everything. It's the peak. Of I'm gooped that they're married. That's so wild. Yeah. Wait, who's married? Marnie and Cal uh, linked up a couple years ago. In, like in 2016, they re-met and started dating. And now they're married. OMG. What a love story. Aw. Cal has revenge. That was his revenge. Yeah. <laughs> Matrimony. <laughs> yes. Oh, my he God. over here. <laughs> I just saw Wuthering Heights in a play last night, so it's on top of mind. Sorry. <laughs> oh, man. If only Christine was here, then she could go into a sort of Kate Bush, Wuthering Heights, sort mm. of. We could stretch this baby out. Um, but it's okay. Um, well, my plugs, I don't have any amazing shows like that going on, but that's very exciting. Um, follow me at Reindeerix. Um, maybe follow my other podcast, Try to Play Gays. We've, the talks, they're, the talks are talking. 
for maybe something. I don't know. Christine is a busy, busy person with grad school, but we would love to. There are rumblings of talking about the new Gundam show, which is very Utina inspired. Um, so that like, and by very, I mean like the pilot might as well in the Utina pilot, but with robots. Um, the the and, clip I saw was from the pilot. There's I, yeah. I figured that that was the finale. No, 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 honey. Wow. The Gundam, gotta, with Gundam they out. had the budget. The budget is there. <laughs> Don't worry. Um, yeah, so follow us there. Um, listen to our backlog. Listen to our Survivor Otter Creek stuff. It was so fun. Listen to Watu, amazing stuff from Christine. Um, and I think that's it, right? Listen to our core stuff, too. Yes, but uh, you've reminded me, speaking of other podcasts, please follow at Buffy Boyfriends on Twitter. Yes. Uh, Mike and I will be releasing an episode soon. We came back from our Euro trip very sick. Uh, so we've been waiting to record the intro in the first episode until our voices are a little calmer. Um, but I think this week we should be able to put something out and start getting... I really want to start in October. You know, spooky season is when this is when it should be. Yes. You better rest those throats, boys. Come on now. Hard when we're so in love with one another. Exactly. You need to relax, okay? Um, is that uh, is that do us for now before we do Edric? No. I think that's all the uh, plugs. Yeah. Okay. Um, do we? I don't know. Do we, shall we wait for the coffee to finish? I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> I'm, I'll, I'll 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 you know I'll keep listening. You'll oh, okay. Okay. Good. I wasn't sure if we needed to take a little breather, um, but no, we can get right into it if we need to. Um, we do. Yeah, need Sam, to. you tweeted something about your long list of contenders. I'm very curious to hear your thoughts. Well, it's more just like I don't understand. I don't know. Like I, what, what we've been discussing this over the past several seasons, where it just feels like there are so many people still in the running and i love that and it just makes it difficult to have these conversations because we could bring up more than half the people and explain reasons why they're they're not out yet i feel like with edgic it's usually so easy to get people gone from the list but like it it, it seems it seems impossible right now to narrow down to even like five people I agree. I feel like I'm like confident in Gabler and Janine kind of being off, off off the list, but otherwise, Gabler, Janine, Geo, and Ryan probably not people who we're looking at. Right. But again, it's like maybe, maybe I don't know. Like literally, like we said, um, Christine and Christine and I talked about this. We have literally two seasons to work off of of what new Edic looks like, and both of them were run by women. We don't know what it looks like when a man wins. Like so. Who, who maybe Geo does win? I don't know. Like that's kind of it's all up in the air. Anything could happen. Um, as a just as a headline of my Edric thoughts, since it's someone I hadn't really been actively considering before, but I do think that we're getting being given a lot of reasons why Noel could be a winner, or at mm. least her like they're like they're putting symbolism and story stuff in order to like explain her. Uh, and outside of like her character, like I feel like from episode one, we've been talking about the subtitled Mariah. When women stick together, they can accomplish anything, dreams can come true, sort of whatever it was. And she is the only one who has had a girl alliance who did not turn on her girly. Like she's the only woman who mm. didn't vote on her, that's the, the person we've seen be presented as her ally. And then in 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 the premiere, 
Jeff, we talked, we flagged up, hey, like they're talking about how in Survivor you create your own rules and and like it's a society and everybody does whatever they want whatever and then in this episode noel helps the baka tribe and was like hey this is how you do the puzzle and then cassidy is shown being like i mean there's no rules in survivor or that kind of stuff and implying that noel was like creating her own part of the game um and so i just feel like she's in she's part she's really part of the uh you know like big plot I agree. I think she is. Uh, I, I mentioned this before, but the season does feel a little unfocused. It's like not really clear what the story could end up being. But I do think, yeah, Noelle is kind of that this confluence of a lot of the themes of the season so far. And I do think the show does go out of its way to make her very sympathetic. Like there have been lots of moments in the challenges where they really, really focus on Noelle, like crushing it and making her just like seem like a badass. So I definitely could see it for Noelle. I think Obviously, there's maybe on the strategic side, it's not so great, but it's also like her number one ally is gone, like you said, and she's really just kind of in scrappy mode, which also, I don't know, could work for her. I also just think that like the Baka and Coco tribe dynamics have been like very confusing or sort of like they just sort of say whatever they want every episode. Coco is a little more like understandable but i feel like the vessi tribe is the only story that fully adds up every episode compared to the previous episodes like it's yeah. just so bizarre to me that ryan and geo didn't vote together after all we've gotten including in this episode is that they are each other's number ones right um i feel like that could still maybe change with like next episode like um ryan sort of explaining to geo um i'm still very much in the camp of like I'm feeling a Carla or honestly Cassidy came out of this episode to me as like really being a star. Like she did have that um, confessional about making the rules. Um, and she like her storyline is very consistent. We like, she told us from the beginning, she's going to play really cutthroat, um, which again, like put her at this sort of dichotomy to our first boot Mariah, who's all about making friends. Um, and she's very, been very consistent with that. She like every confessional is about, I'm going to be cutthroat. I'm going to be an assassin. And I think that's the one thread that we can really like nail down as part of Edgic 2.0 is there's got to be a consistent storyline. That's what Erica had a consistent storyline. So did Marianne, like regardless I mean, I of anything else. All Edric, but I, I agree with what you're saying about Cassidy right. and even like the water thing that she they had her say in Trouble Council wasn't like eloquent at all. But it is another thing where she's like talking about her plan to be like under the radar or like calm on the top, but like secretly she's like plotting like that's the same thing as what she said uh, it, mm -hmm. as a, as a water person <laughs> and if you look back at like lulu it's like mm. erica like had what one 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 um confessional in the first episode and then truly non-existent except for like the possibly gonna be like um them throwing a challenge so like it is i do feel like there's some pa parallels between cassie's edit so far and erica's so absolutely um i agree and um, yeah, the Luvo at all, I think is like a, Coco feels like a more fairly edited version of Luvu, um, which is I, I've seen some people on um, I'm specifically thinking of the Edgic subreddit, um, people saying oh. Carlos reminiscent of like Shan, which I really don't understand that comparison at all. I feel like Shan, as much as we loved her, was like, first of all, way more visible than Carla has been. Carla's been visible, but like not nearly to a Shan level. Shan had her own music. Honestly, if anyone's like a Shan, to me, it's like Cody. Cody is like really way out there in the visibility, like affecting the edit of the show. 
Right. So I think if anyone is going to be kind of a surprise burnout to me, it's Cody. I think people are like really high on Cody's chances, which I do understand just because he is kind of like the main character. But it's like the when when is like the main character one really? Like I think and especially like this episode, he got undermined like quite a bit like i really don't think if cody won they would include carla like calling out the white boy for like <laughs> being like that like usually if like they would protect their golden boy from that any idea like that especially in this new era where it seems like survivors more interested in like social justice like actually being there for like the cast of color instead of i don't know like yeah it just wouldn't make sense for me to um to do that i don't know I but agree. Maybe, yeah. Like, I mean, the last time that a main character won was Tony, but like, the, there's a difference mm. between people being like, "This guy's crazy," <laughs> yeah, and being like, "This guy is like putting on an accent <laughs> because he moved to Hawaii," and we're yeah. telling you that <laughs> in real time. Exactly. I don't know if he could Fabio at all, honestly. In my <laughs> opinion. I mean, that's also it's like, yeah, maybe that is how men can be edited now. Is like he can look like a tool and still be able to win i don't know um it could yeah the doors are wide open to anyone but i really do think i'm still holding out hope for a girly like i don't know what it is like even though it's like on paper it's like the women are just getting decimated to me it's just like i feel like the the women characters are more well-rounded they have more storyline to them they have more legs to them as they say like this i feel like i can see them all making it a lot further and but I feel like that's also true in Survivor when like certain groups get taken down very early. It's like they tend like the survivors, as they're called, usually like get to make it pretty far together. That's my hope, at least. I am after this episode. I am more in hope of a girl. Like obviously, I was still hoping women win. Um, but I it felt like it really feels like Jesse is cooling off in a way that Absolutely. is un, unusual for a man. Like, and he's really become one note, constantly talking about his family life back home, which like makes him likable to the audience. But it really just feels like they're they don't care to show what he's up to or like what he's thinking about. It's just constantly being like, I've got a wife. Yeah, wife guy moment. Um... I think, yeah, he doesn't really have a story outside of that. It's just, like, he's kind of... He, to me, he's very, like, Omer, like, clearly going to be a big sort of strategic force in the season, but just doesn't really... There's some, there's something missing there that we need from a winner. Yeah, it feels more like... It, to I was not more like... It just feel, I was reminded of Ryan from Heroes, Healers, Hustlers just constantly being like, mm -hmm. I'm a dork, <laughs> and, like, <laughs> I'm not used to prom dates, that kind of thing. Exactly um yeah those are i guess my general edgic thoughts um I'm, i feel like i know that's stupid to say but i feel like once merge hits i feel like we'll have a better sense of like how like because we it feels like each tribe has these sort of main characters in them or these people that could do well and it's just like i don't know how are those gonna re like interact with each other once we get to the merge i feel like we'll get a little more clarity there once the personalities can all sort of gather together I will just like to say that Sammy is also not dead at all. Like it feels no. like Sammy could uh, be the winner still. Like it feels everything he's done so far has lined up. We've gotten a lot of his like thinking and opinions on like the tribe dynamics. And he's never been like shown to be incorrect. He's constantly being the person who's smart, even though people don't realize he's being smart or whatever. So like it, you know, he's very much part of the show and is definitely the biggest contender from the Baca tribe.
I agree. Um, and I'm excited. I feel like Owen also is like obviously kind of had a rough start, um, but I feel like they do show him being like he's kind of like this. He's definitely the swing boat in this tribe. And there's kind of they're really building up this sort of decision he's going to have to make a, eventually as like we assume between uh, Ellie and Janine versus Gabler and Sammy and Owen's really right smack dab in the middle. And I think that's good for him. Um, yeah. And I, I like I said back in the premiere, even though it was scary that he like was sort of the face of oh the baka tribe is not strategizing it was like i don't know he wanted to be strategizing i feel like the edit kind of backed him up a little there where it's like they they were wrong for doing that to him he was in the right for trying to strategize um so i could see it for owen too i can't i think owen i think owen is out uh how dare you when then like the number one goat seemingly ellie is being like he's my child who is bad <laughs> at the game like and, and being i don't know it just feels like i don't think owen has a has a shot anymore love him on the show though yeah now that you say that i do agree i think ellie will drag him to the end as a go and she will win that's what i got from that statement for, of yours serve um i'm excited <laughs> to watch ellie the rest of the show no comment on percentage of jury votes i think she will receive <laughs> 100 100 is what you're trying to say i'm being 100 um (laughs) (laughs) um yeah any other edgy thoughts feelings concerns i'm loving the unknowable nature of the season and that's my edgy thought i know if anything is like refreshing where it's like i just i don't have a framework honestly so just gonna have fun with it yeah and we're all gonna have fun abby lee miller voice that's what we're all gonna do um so yeah i think i I, that about does me i feel like i'm I'm, like i said i'm living for this season so far um even though it is i i hope we get maybe a more focused story coming up because i feel like at this point 41 42 we kind of had a better sense of the trajectory of the season this one it feels a little more loosey-goosey i don't know if it's the cast or something but i don't know we'll see I'm and I've said it many times. I hate that all these women have gone home. Yes. I'm having an excellent time every single episode. Like it's still really fun to me. So uh, even if a man does end up winning, I'm just gonna keep saying it so I remember that I did have a good time watching it, and I don't completely base <laughs> my opinions based on who wins. Correct. If we did that, I would hate David versus Goliath. Like that's just. But I don't. It's a good season. Um. Yeah. <laughs> that's a weird note to end on, I guess. But the, Angelina uh, is with us always. Yeah, always. never a weird note to invoke Angelina. That's very true. Um, and like we said, Ellie is giving Angelina, but I do think I like I prefer the analogy. Apparently, she signed up for the show because someone compared her in her life to Michelle Fitzgerald, and she also is giving Aubrey Brock. I think she is sort of this chaotic fusion between Michelle and Aubrey, and I can't wait to see how that goes. Nick Wilson was the son of Stephen and JT. Ellie is the daughter of Michelle and Aubrey. Absolutely. <laughs> that was the DVG mesh. This is... <laughs> mm, I love it. Um, but yeah, um, speaking of DVG, watch White Lotus Season 2 whenever that comes out. Uh- <laughs> I was just in the city where they filmed that. Oh, it's I'm just I'm just gonna, I'm the new person. Uh, I just got back from uh, studying abroad, and so I'm just gonna talk about it all the time. Who, who um, was she? Huh? 
the broad studying a broad you've mm. ever heard that dumb joke okay i have but i didn't i'm sorry female body inspector uh. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah thank you all thank you gabe so much for joining us as always i wish i if i'm ever in new york and survivors airing i will absolutely be at one of these watch parties um i'll be there this yeah. week everybody come Ooh, yes come through um mm. I, wanna, I might have a chicken sandwich this week but no, thank you again for having me. I always love to be a bitter juror. Yeah, always. You are one of the girls now. I, we need to come up with our sort of, um, I don't know, like our, our roster of like the uh, official bitter jurors so that they can sort of like mutiny against us and take over. <laughs> okay. Okay, Candace. Yeah. <laughs> um, that, uh, thank you all so much for listening. And we will see you all next week for the Carla Coronation continuation. <laughs> Bye. Bye.